And we are back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, just plain right. Covering down on some major ground across the northern half of the great state of Alabama. I'm talking about this show goes way on down south of Birmingham, up north of Huntsville, Tuscaloosa, back on over to Gadsden, parts of Georgia, Tennessee, Mississippi. Thrown in just for good measure. Boomer, do you know I had a listener the other day text me uh, just, just livid with the idea that I use the words cover down? Really? Yeah. Of course, he also corrected my grammar and did some oh. other things that, yes, came across as rather ostentatious. <laughs> <laughs> if I want to say cover down is my freaking microphone, I'm going to say cover down. <laughs> I think he also took issue with the fact that I that I, I I was repeating a word too often. Like, I use the word literally too often. And I said, well, I am literally going to keep using literally whenever I literally feel like it. Or something like that. I forget what, <laughs> <laughs> what you said, Matt. <laughs> Oh, my There's word. There's always those words we yeah, use. Yeah, you know, that word that gets stuck in your head. It's an earworm. You can't get rid of it. <laughs> it's like that song. Okay, what song? No, I don't want to do that to you. No, no, thank you. Okay. <laughs> I mean. No, no, just play over. I don't want to. Yeah, if I, 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 in fact, if I do it, I'll get the song stuck in my head, so I can't do it. To, <laughs> okay, I'm going to do it anyway. So here's the deal. I remember literally, literally, just literally, <laughs> literally. No, but, I, but seriously, I was. Uh, we were just about to go overseas, uh, and uh, one of the guys uh, who was in my unit anyway, he looks at me and goes, Hey, Phil. I said, yeah. He goes, you know, that, that, how that thing, like the, the last song you hear before you go to the field is the one that gets stuck in your head the whole time you're out in the field. And I said, Oh man. Yeah. He went, her name was Lola. She was a showgirl. He <laughs> oh, went, and, no. and I was like, no. <laughs> and then it was stuck. <laughs> but, the, but the worst part is when you only know part of the song. Oh, and you have to repeat it or over when you hate the song. and over and over again. Yes, or when you hate the song. Or, uh, or for that matter, when you hate the song, you're only a part of it. So I, I, I can remember at Ranger School having a Beatles song stuck in my head. And we were in the field for like 12 days, and it just would not leave. And, of course, you don't sleep but like every other day or something, and, and it, just, it, just, it wouldn't leave me. And I didn't know all the words. <laughs> Somebody tell me the words of this song. Just let me know the words. Yeah. How did I get off on that? Oh, I don't know. That's your I, fault. It was it was my fault. I, I feel certain that it was. <laughs> Pretty sure. Hey, before I jump into the topic of number one here on the job tax, I got to tell you. So yesterday, if you remember my monologue, I opened up by talking about the the, the fact that uh, Don Lemon uh, from CNN, the problematic and socially awkward individual who uh, used to be on the evenings is now in the mornings. Um, he he came out and just made these like, okay, comments that. We're surprised you think it's okay to make. Um, so Don Lemon, who is constantly berating conservatives and and you know and 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 has a, uh, a, a you know a number of persuasions, if you will, that uh, that most conservatives won't cotton to. Well, if one of us had said this about you know a liberal, how would it go over? Well, he came out and said that Nikki Haley. Um, that he, she shouldn't be talking about the age of candidates like Biden and Trump because she's already passed her prime. Well, and her female co-host looked at him and said, what? Are you talking about like for giving birth? What you? He says, no, now you can Google it. I mean, if they're like 30, 40, they, they're, they're past their prime. And, and they're just standing, they're staring at him incredulously. One of his, one of his co-hosts, by the way, is Caitlin Collins, who's from Alabama. And they're just staring at him like they have, like he has a third eye. They have no idea what he's talking about. And he couldn't stop. He kept going on about how she's past her prime. And, uh, you know, there's, 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 there's women are past their prime when they get, well, okay. I'm sure he didn't feel that way about Hillary Clinton. But, yeah. Anyway, apparently this morning, Don Lemon got a scolding 
and he's not at work today after being on a call this morning where he apologized to other members of the staff uh, at CNN. So there's that. And I, and I, I feel somewhat, uh, somewhat proud of whoever at CNN decided to finally stand up to him and say, stop this. I mean, next thing you know, they'll say something to the ladies at The View, but maybe not. Um, all right. The, do we have a caller? No? The, the phone rang? It was Brian. He was just saying, hey, hey Brian, shop. <laughs> I should have just let him stay on. So, Brian, that was my fault. But he was talking about the songs that he heard. Like, if you got a song stuck in oh, when yeah. you were in an Abrams tank, like oh, the yeah. Lola song, it wouldn't be good <laughs> for 72 hours. <laughs> no, I mean, you get them stuck in your head. What do you do? They won't go away, especially if you're never allowed to sleep. I, you know, like, anyway, um, uh, Chuck from Oneida. This just texted me, the rocket. He's passing the rocket right there. Um, I see that picture, man. Appreciate you. Hey, and uh, be careful on the road. Um, seriously. Uh, Dustin from Hazel Green. Uh, I won't read that one, Dustin. <laughs> just, just saying. Um, Paul from Athens says there's, uh, with regards to getting coffee done, three flavors of coffee, regular, right blend, and Woke Blend, uh, which is the decaf. <laughs> I like it. All right. Hey, um, so job tax. Some of y'all may or may not even realize you're paying an additional tax at your local municipal level that you didn't know was there. I would encourage you, look at where you live. Here's an example. I can just give you, I mean, first of all, there's 25 municipalities around the state. So we have 67 counties no telling how many different municipalities throughout the entire state of uh, uh, Alabama. Of all of those, though, 25 of those municipalities have chosen to implement a basically a job tax, the one that taxes you for the privilege of being allowed to work in their community. It's not a, it's not a licensure tax, which is also a thing, it's, or a licensure fee. It's, a, it's not a, an income-based tax like you, you have to pay something uh, every April 15th where you get your CPA to figure out how to do the forms. It's not something you can get a charitable deduction from. It's not something that you can, you know, uh, apply to your, uh, your credits from the federal government because you paid local tax. Nope. They just slice it off your paycheck and you have to mail it in. Uh, your employer does it or your payroll company, whoever processes. But it usually on the, on, on the average runs between 1% and 2% depending upon where you live. So like in this listening area, um, Rainbow City, 2%. Uh, Southside, 2%. Tuskegee, 2%. Um, Hackleburg, 1%. Haleyville, 1%. Leeds, 1%. Uh, Atala, 2%. Bessemer, 1%. Birmingham, 1%. Gadsden, 2%. Boomer, did you know, by the way, that the, the, the highest on average level of occupational taxes is in Etowah County where we are right now? Wow. Yeah. Apparently, they all collaborated, decided to just make it 2% across the board. Man. Um, so here's the thing. Right now, we're wondering, is the state legislature going to do anything for tax relief this year? Because we are one of the only states in the entire southeast United States that did not see any measurable tax relief at all in the last year or two. So as the economy began to tank and people were struggling out of COVID— and there were all kinds of things going on that, 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 that made people wonder about their finances and the cost of inflation was, was really hitting everybody's pocketbooks and gas was through the roof. There were a number of states that took action. 
and said, you know what, we're going we're gonna to cut the state sales tax on gas, or we're going to reduce the sales tax on groceries, or we're going to whatever. Not Alabama. Story here in the Opelika Observer, actually. There are three possible tax cuts which have been discussed for the, for the upcoming legislative session, which starts next month. The first one, an income tax. All right, are we going to see any, any measurable relief from our state income tax? Like I said, Alabama, one of the only southeastern states over the last couple of years not to offer any significant broad-based sales or income tax relief, despite the fact that we have record, record state budget surpluses. Now we're hearing, well, these, you know, we got to be careful because, you know, we may not have a, uh, a surplus, you know, in the next, you've had surpluses for the last mm, X number of years. I mean, we've got, Alabama's doing well right now financially. All that they've given relief to is government for the most part. All they've given relief to is making sure that they plussed up more government departments, increased the budgets and spending, and yet all the surrounding states are saying, hey, we're going to give you guys something back. Well, there's talk of doing a one-time rebate. That's basically mailing you a check one time. Okay, that's great, but I would much prefer them see some kind of permanent tax reform or tax cuts. Governor Ivey came out and said last October she was for the idea of a tax rebate. She was not for making permanent structural change because she's not a conservative, by the way, despite what she says. The other one, that's the income tax. The other one's being talked about is the grocery tax. Now, the, the frustrating thing for me was every time we had a grocery tax bill come up when I was in the legislature, they always tied it to raising taxes somewhere else. Well, we'll lower that grocery tax if we can raise taxes over here. No. That's not a good idea. Get rid of it. We're one of only, I think, 12, no, I think it's down to 10 or 11 states now that tax groceries at all, at all. I mean, are you hearing that? If you go to certain states, you don't pay taxes on your groceries at all. But in Alabama, you do. And then among those 10 or 11 that still tax groceries at all, Alabama is one of only three that taxes at the highest possible sales tax rate. So, basically, the poorest among us have to pay taxes on their groceries, milk and bread. Everybody has to have milk and bread. And so the poorest among us has to pay those grocery sales taxes. It all goes to the education budget, for the most part, in Alabama. That's where sales taxes go. We have a split budget, which is archaic. It's just, it's just bear with me here. We have two budgets. Everything education in the ETF, the Education Trust Fund, everything else it takes to run our state is in another budget called the General Fund. That's all your mental health, your, your state troopers, your roads and bridges, all of that's in the, in the General Fund. The Education Trust Fund is the only one that sees the true benefit of point-of-sale sales taxes uh, at brick-and-mortar stores in Alabama. And when you buy your groceries there, that means the money goes there, depending upon who you talk to, you're looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of 465 to $550 million a year in grocery taxes funding education. Education has the biggest budget it's ever had in the history of the entire state of Alabama. But they can't get rid of it, man. They can't get rid of that grocery tax. Oh, it's, oh, oh, what would we do? I don't, how about this? Phase it out. How about, how about, how about just own up to the idea that it's time to phase it out? That we are a state that is beyond the days of proration and bad budgeting that we had before 2010 when the Republicans took over. How about 
act like Republicans and actually cut something. Cut it by 25%. Cut it by X amount and phase it out over five years. Do something. But then the other one, the other one is that occupational tax. So occupational taxes are actually literally an additional tax just in certain municipalities. They're withheld from your paycheck. You don't get a chance to deduct from them. You don't get a chance to get charitable contributions to offset them. You don't get a chance to make your filings and see whether you qualify or get exempted because of your income. No, if you have a job in certain cities, 1% to 2% of your paycheck just gets sliced off and sent to that city for the mere privilege of being allowed to work there. But what happens if you're a teleworker? What happens if you are, I don't know, somebody who drove in for a temporary job because you're just filling in uh, for somebody else? What happens if it's somebody who's been ordered there um, by, let's say, let's say you're a utility worker, and after a tornado, you go to that community to help them get their lines back up, and you're there for three weeks? Why should you have to pay occupational tax when you were ordered to come there? Why should you pay occupational tax if you don't really work there, you're teleworking? Why do we have occupational taxes at all? How did this get started? All right, we're going to take a break right now. We'll come right back. And then top of the hour, the sponsor of the bill, who actually sits in my old seat in the state Senate, State Senator Andrew Jones, will be on the phone with us talking about his efforts to try and bring together legislation that would phase out occupational taxes around the state of Alabama. And it's an uphill climb. Mayors are already calling him, saying, please don't. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio, solid conservative and just plain right. Having more fun being a conservative than a liberal would ever have being a liberal. There's my line for the moment. Uh, I got to say, too, man, uh, other folks, it struck a chord about this, this, no pun intended, about the idea of you know, going to the field and the song gets stuck in your head. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Ken from Rimlap just texted in. Uh, Ken from Rimlap says, riding around an M1 Abrams. Songs, uh, he said, when near Iraq in 95, we did the Budweiser Frogs <laughs> for about an hour to pass the time on the radios. Oh, Our first man. sergeant finally had enough and got on the radio. Can you imagine? I mean, you're out oh. there and you got all the tanks going, Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> you know, only a bunch of Joes can come up with that, man. Uh, oh. I'm just saying, that's just hilarious. Uh what else have I got on here? Uh, John from Huntsville, Texas, in, says, Phil, I heard that Biden was declared fit to be president, but the doctors didn't do a cognitive test. Why didn't Biden take a cognitive test? Um, I don't know. I could speculate, <laughs> but since I am not there to handle it, I don't know. Um, but I would suspect because they don't want to have to have a cognitive test on the record. That's what I would imagine. Um Oh, gosh, what else have I got in here? John from Pike Road. John from Pike Road. Hey, John, how you doing, man? I know you. He says, don't get me started on the occupational tax after what they did to us with a Goodyear buyout. Oh, yeah. Mm. So I did a simple search a year or so ago. Only 26 cities in the state have occupational taxes, uh, 27 now. Um, he says, uh, 
of those five are in Etowah County, which speaks volumes. Yes, it does. So what he's talking about there is when uh, we lost the Goodyear plant, which was the one of the at one point the largest tire manufacturing plant in the world in Gadsden, Alabama, and it's 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 gone now. Uh, it 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 you know it scaled down, scaled down, came back up. Um, but anyway, the 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 end result is that uh, uh, the remaining employees, uh, the union made a negotiated buyout, and everybody got a buyout, which I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was based upon their income, uh, and they got a X number of, you know, like a year. I'm I'm, gonna, I'm just paraphrasing or guessing here, but let's say they got a year's worth of uh, severance. Um, well, that's <laughs> then they then they got to watch a big chunk of that go away. So the city of Gadsden made out like a bandit when a whole bunch of people got their buyouts when they lost their jobs and had to give it away to the city because that's where Goodyear used to be. Um, so, yeah, that would have been that would have been next-level frustration. Uh, Rita from Scottsboro. We love you, Rita. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. She's saying some nice things. I'll move on. Sid from Hartzell says, if all these taxes, it's if we have all these taxes going to, ta- well, I'm not sure what he's saying. Why are our teachers one of the lowest paid in the country? Well, they're, they're actually not, Sid. I mean, if you look at their overall package, uh, it is very comparable to other states. And you may wind up taking issue with that. But the reality is that while we pay people, we also re-implemented um, uh, the savings on their uh, retirement that was, uh, that was going under when we first took office in 2010. We also have amazing benefits package, which you have to count because everybody else counts that in their package when they get a job. And then you also have to take into uh, account that if they would get a certified um, – What's it called? Uh, National Board Certification. Uh, we voted to give them $5,000 more a year on that. Uh, and then they still get their, their merit-based uh, 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 steps uh, in their plan. So I don't think they're one of the lowest paid in the country. Uh, there might be other states that pay more, but the, the truth is we are still upfunding education every single year. Uh, and then John from Pike Road just says, yeah, the buyout was based on years of service. Okay, all right, so there you go. All right, listen, State Senator Andrew Jones is going to be calling in in a few minutes. I will tell you right now that um, and it's, it's, it's something to, to be expected. The new mayor of Gadsden is uh, Craig Ford, who used to be the Democrat minority leader in the State House of Representatives. Well, he also spent a lot of time in the State House. He is not at all a fan of losing his tax revenue. Now, I guess, I, I guess on the one hand, I get it. It's money he's used to getting. But he says that right now, that's 30% of their annual budget, like roughly $15 million comes in occupational taxes. And his words said it would cripple our city. We'd go into bankruptcy or we'd have to ma- have massive layoffs of government services. I disagree. Uh, I'm not the mayor, so I'm, I'm disagreeing as an outsider. But I disagree in that we're not talking about taking away from you overnight. That's not happening. If, if a phase out of 20 years, which is what the original bill proposed, cannot be figured out over a 20-year time frame, you don't need to be mayor. But here's the thing. How often... Do we see people looking for the opportunity for economic development? you got to replace Goodyear with something. But if they measure us against another city that doesn't have an occupational tax and we pay more than anybody else in the state, 2%, at some point you might have to say, hmm, maybe we better have a think about this. All right, we're coming right back with State Senator Andrew Jones' occupational taxes. It's a job tax. Y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back. 